from recruiting and consulting firm RiderFlex. I'm your host, Steve Urban, and here is your RiderFlex podcast episode of the day. All right, Con, are you ready to roll? I am indeed. Let's do this. Very nice to meet you, my friend. Thank you for being on the RiderFlex podcast. Thank you for having me, Steve. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Before we get into uh, the business, why don't you tell the listeners about yourself? Uh, you know, just give us the give us the background. And yeah, I saw you went to school over in in, in London or Canterbury, I guess. Um, yeah, fascinating kind of story. You know, you look at you look your, you up on on LinkedIn, and you're like, oh, that's interesting. How did he wind his way to Boulder? And so, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. Why don't you start with some early family stuff, maybe? Uh, yeah, where you grew up, parents, siblings, anything you want to talk about? Yeah, sure. Um, so my route to uh, entrepreneurship was a little bit different than, I guess, most people. Um, I come from a very science background, but uh, I actually was born in Hong Kong um, during the British rule. Um, and our family actually emigrated to Australia soon after I was born. Um, you know, Hong Kong was being transferred back to China and we knew that. So we kind of left uh, that situation. Um, mm-hmm. I love love the city, love, love the culture there, but um, uh, we didn't know what was going to happen. So we yeah, ended up in Melbourne, Australia for about six, seven years. Um, grew up there. Uh, Love the Australian culture. It's one of the greatest, you know, great countries of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but then my, my dad, who actually was a, uh, a VP uh, of, of product uh, for my uncle's company at the time, making disposable nappies or diapers uh, back in the 80s when disposability, you know, was a new fad, a new thing, right? Okay. Um, and so my, my uncle and my dad transferred to, to England to expand the, expand the business. And obviously the family went, how old were you? I was, I was about 13 at the time. Yeah. So I was seven when I left Hong Kong and then about 13, 14, when I went to England, uh, were you pissed or were you like, ah, yeah, this would be cool. (laughs) I think I was a bit too young to, to understand the implications. Right. Um, but, uh, I, I certainly have enjoyed kind of, I've maintained my friends in Australia and Hong Kong and actually in England. So it's, it's been great to have like a strong friends network, families and friends network across, across the globe. Um, but yeah, no, and in, in England, I uh, went to school and my, I fell in love with astronomy and astrophysics. That was my first, first big love um, in, in, in my career. And I actually eventually got into uh, getting in my, my PhD at Oxford University in England. Um, Congratulations, by the way, doctor. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, a doctorate, from, a doctorate from Oxford is not a small thing. That's a pretty major accomplishment. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, cool. I appreciate it. And it's actually some. When you were, in- you were getting your doctorate, uh, the, yeah, go ahead. I thought you were probably about to roll into it, but were you. Did you know what you wanted to do exactly right in there? Or you. you, did you yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah, you know, when I was growing up as a kid, you know, growing up in Australia, um, having looking up in the sky, and I just fell in love with astronomy. I thought I could be an astronaut, a fighter pilot, and I still have those passions now. But, um, you know, going through the whole PhD program and fundamental research in science, actually, there's a lot of parallels between that and um, you know, entrepreneurship, um, actually. Um, which we can, you know, dive into later. Um, but yeah, no, I've always, and after my PhD, I thought, you know, I have to come to America. Like clearly if I'm in space and astrophysics and astronomy, I have, I have to be in America to work for NASA. Right. And so I see, I see. So I did. And that's how I ended up in Boulder, Colorado. Boulder is a very uh, aerospace and space uh, science heavy um, a city um, with, the, with the deep culture there. So ended up staying um, after my two year position. And now it's been 11 years. Yeah. 
So that's why you came to Boulder and then you worked for um, Southwest Research uh, Institute is that for like almost 12 years, huh? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, I was a pure researcher. We had NASA uh, grants, um, nonprofit um, government funding, basically, uh, to explore the universe. You know, we built um, parts for spaceships, we run space missions, operations, uh, use telescopes uh, to look at, at, at the planets. So yeah, all, all that, all that stuff. And uh, yeah, 12 years, that was a good run. Were you thinking, were you thinking right in there, like you still wanted to be a pilot slash astronaut? Were you trying to like you know, open the right doors to eventually go up into space uh, during that time? Yeah, I throughout that, that whole period. And, and I, I will say even now, you know, that 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 love of, of space and uh, doing things, you know, hands on. Uh, so I'm, I'm a private pilot. I've got my you know, um, FAA pilot's license. But uh, yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's just it, it can't help but fall in love with you know the idea of going to space seeing from you know the earth from from space and uh you know who knows like i'll just buy a ticket on virgin galactic one day maybe before we get into the entrepreneurial part can i just ask you um please are there, are there life on other planets con <clears throat> what do you think what do you think well I mean, certainly, with that's that's one of the key goals in in at NASA right now, like to try and understand if there's life in our solar system. That's why we send, you know, uh, missions to Mars and and other places like moons of Jupiter and Saturn. Um, but uh, obviously, we haven't discovered it yet. But I think you know, if you talk about just in gener generically in in the whole universe, I think yeah, you gotta you gotta say you know, there's 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 tens of millions of, of planets, uh, hundreds of millions of planets, billions of planets, really. Um, and you, you know, the odds are that you'll you whether we'll find it or not, I don't know. But uh, it's I, I think it's out there. So uh, sure. I would I would agree with that. By the way, I would think the odds are that yeah, you know. I mean, I just you just go all the way back to the to the Columbus, uh, Christopher Columbus, uh, you know, comparison when they're staring out the ocean thinking, well, I wonder what else is out there. I mean, you know, yeah. it's, it's the same. It's the same. We just haven't we just haven't gotten there yet. I, right. I think the uh, not to go down a rabbit hole, but I think uh, isn't the key inventing a faster way to travel. I mean, as soon as, as soon as that happens, it's a game changer. Right. As soon as somebody comes up with, quote, quote, warp speed. Yeah. <laughs> No, definitely. I mean, it takes uh, a whole, you know, year at light speed, at, at speed of light, which is, you know, the fastest that we think anything can go, uh, you know, to to get to the nearest, you know, solar system, right? And and so uh, we're at, you know, a few percent of that right now with conventional. So it would take you, you know, decades and decades and decades. So uh, yeah, it will be a game changer. I don't know uh, when we'll get there. Um, you know, we're so engrossed with our own problems on Earth. Rightfully so. Um, yeah, that yeah. I think I think it will take a fundamental you know, shift in in humanity's like you know vision. Sorry, excuse me. Uh, I should turn my phone off next time. That's okay. um, uh, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Well, you know, uh, speaking of turning your phone off, I got to do the same thing. Speaking of uh, concentrating on Earth and the problems we have here, you know, my where my mind goes on that is, I'm like, okay, well. It is good. We do need to concentrate on whatever we're doing to screw the planet up. But at the end of the day, population will sooner or later inevitably be an issue. Like it will be an issue. Like if, if you if we all live long enough, or not we, me and you will be dead. But our you know our, our grandkids, great grandkids, like sooner or later, it's going to be a problem if we don't if yeah. we don't figure out a way to to move human beings to other places. It's going to be a problem eventually. I mean, the math yeah. just says it will be a problem, right? Unless 
unless there's something that wipes out a bunch of people, it's going to be a problem. Well, I mean, I mean, the earth's you know, resources are limited ultimately, right? Um, mm -hmm. Energy, maybe because we get, get that from the sun, but you talk about, you know, food and, and right. agriculture and water. It's just That's at it. some point we're going to yep. overload the earth. So at, some, totally point, at some point we're going to overload. I mean, uh, I'm 54, so I'll be dead before that happens, but somebody's going to have to hold it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, a good segue, which is, I think, you know, as as people, as human species, I think we're gr really great at, at you know inventing our way out of problems, right? We see a problem, and usually, you know, humans are great at, at, at figuring out solving that problem. And if it gets if it gets bad enough, I think there's there's going to be more impetus, more money, and and, and traction to do that. And so, um, yes, it, it does look a bit, you know pretty dull sometimes uh yeah, and I, I, I think uh, i think uh from what we've seen from history i think we 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 should be positive about about our future so you know you know what my comparison is my little my little tiny little personal comparison is i live in colorado and so i go to the mountains a lot i, I have a jeep i go up in the mountains try to go camping like i try to get away from people you know try to like find get get, get somewhere my comparison is I find it harder and harder and harder to, to not see people. And, and, and <laughs> yeah. I kind of use that as like a comparison. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is exactly kind of what's happening on the globe, you know, and on a much larger scale. It's like there's people everywhere now. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, um, so, okay. So, so you're working there. You're, you're loving, you, you want to, you're, you're a pilot. <laughs> you're trying to get in space. I'm still trying to get in space, which would be totally awesome. Um, <laughs> Uh, now, are you married, kids at the time, partners? What single guy? What what's the social life? <laughs> yeah, I have I have a eight year old boy, um, and I, I had a wife, but she unfortunately passed away uh, recently. Ooh, so, oh, I'm so um, sorry. Oh, I did not no, know that. No, that's oh, okay. I'm I'm happy to talk about that. It's something that's part of me and part of my experience. And uh, married, you know, we've known each other for twenty years. Uh, married for thirteen of those. And uh, unfortunately, last year she passed away from a long, long-term illness. So a long-term illness. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, long-term, as in she dealt with it for two, three years, or like how long did she suffer? Oh yeah, it was about. I mean, the last two years was was brutal. Um, it was kind of a a, a different version of cancer, basically. Um, but yeah, about five, six, seven odd years at that at that point. So, how old was she? Yeah, uh, she was thirty-nine. Just turned thirty-nine. So. You know, yeah. isn't, it, isn't it, isn't it, boy, I tell you, man, I, that probably just did all kinds of things to you. Do you, do you, do you, first of all, you know, hats off to the last two years of, of managing that and going through that. I mean, wow, that must have, I mean, you, you did that while you're trying to build a company. Yeah, that's <laughs> wow. true. Uh, oh, wow. And, and, you know, wow. my, my co-founder, David Sturgeon, uh, has been really supportive of my family. And obviously she was incredibly supportive of what we're trying to do. Um, we actually even went to do Techstars. Um, we actually applied to do Techstars in Boulder because obviously we're in town. We missed mm -hmm. uh, one of the programs in 2019 by uh, hair's, hair's length. And then we got invited to do the program in Philadelphia um, uh, with the Comcast NBC um, uh, program. And uh, we, we, we took our families, both Dave and I took our families over there for, for three months. And uh, this was, you know, uh, her last year, which obviously we didn't know about at the time. But even then, she was incredibly supportive um, of, of wow. just the, the passion that we had. And, the, you know, obviously, you know, we, we loved what we did. And, um, yeah, it was, was it, it was it was was it, was it uh, was it terminal? I mean, did she know? Did you know, like, there was no getting out of it? Was it? Was um, it, it, it's it's. Um, it was weird. It wasn't uh, like a terminal diagnosis initially. 
Um, okay. But as disease progressed and we saw the data, um, the progression of as as it got more aggressive, then it was it was more lo looking more like it wasn't uh, going to work out well. So, wow. but we didn't. We, it wasn't like here you have six months, like a like a stage four cancer. It was it was a progression, slow progression of that. Yeah. Did it change the way? Did it change the way you live your personal life now on a, on a weekly daily? Do you wake up and do you see the world a little differently? I do, I do, and and um, I think it also impacts the the way that I run the company, and I hope um, the way that my staff and and my co-founder have have kind of seen that. Um, hopefully that, that that reflects. But you know, one of the things is that um, yeah, starting a company is super hard, right? As everyone knows, yeah. you know, yeah, it, know. It's one of the hardest things you can do. And coming from someone who's done a, a PhD, um, and I think so. One of the things that you can be really successful in in your startup is actually have perspective, and mm -hmm. to take the time to kind of obviously work hard, but not overly hard, right? I, the way I always right. say is work smart rather than um, too much or, or, or hard, right? You want to work smart. And the way you do that is to balance, uh, have a good you know, work-life um, balance. Otherwise, you're just going to burn out. You know, yep. startups don't rarely, you know, exit. Uh, unicorns are rare, right? As, as they want. That's why it's called a unicorn. And so, you know, even with a unicorn, you're talking about, you know, five, 10 years at, at you know, at, at best. Mm -hmm. um, and most, most companies don't even get there. So, you know, it's a long, long road. And if you, if you go too fast, too, too hard, you will burn out. And I think what out. I've, yeah. So um, yeah. let me, what I've let, let's, let's, let's walk into how you got there uh, with your company. Um, sure. Tell us, um, what, what were you like having beers with some friends and you're like, hey, let's start our own thing? Or how, how'd you sure. walk, in, walk, us, walk us into it? Go ahead. Yeah, let me just give you like a quick overview of the company. Um, the, the product's called uncanny.gg. Um, and we live on the insect with video games and live streaming. Uh, we use computer vision and AI to watch gameplay uh, video games live streamed on YouTube, uh, Facebook, and Twitch. And uh, with that data, we're actually able to control broadcasts, uh, elevate the broadcasts. Like we say, we kind of say like we're turning 1960s football into Monday Night Football, right? Mm. There's a world of difference if you watch the two and compare I the see. two. I see. Um, but yeah, we didn't actually start there. We So David and I, David Sturgeon, my co-founder, um, he and I, 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 I was his next door neighbor actually when I first got here to Boulder, and okay. uh, we we're both gamers. He was doing uh, other things uh, with like, with his company, and and I was doing my thing with NASA and uh, Southwest Research Institute. And we love playing video games, and so we met. And every Friday night, we'd have beers and pizza, and cool. just play video cool. games all night. Cool. Um, <laughs> and so after 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 years and years and years, uh, he he looked at me and said. And we play first-person shooters, so and the genre might, you know, it's basically Call of Duty, running around with shooting people, right, uh, in the video game. And uh, the 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 conversation started where it's like he watched me beat him every single time. Uh, and how do you do that? Like, what is it? What's the trick? There's some. Is there some trick there? Uh, and we thought about it. I said, well, I wonder if there's some technology, some software that could actually watch me play, and compare me to him, 
you know, figure out some delta there, whether it's reaction time or the way I'm, I'm positioning myself or whatever it is, uh, so that it can give us some insights into whether, you know, he can improve, how he, how he can improve, I, I right? See. I see. Um, so it's like tennis players, you know, like looking at your forehand, you know, racket speed okay. and where you All put right. ball, where you position. Anyway, so we looked at that and, and thought, actually, and we looked at the market and was like, hey, this is, you know, five years ago or so. Um, yeah. Esports and streaming, uh, it was, 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 was you got grow, a massive growing market. And now yeah. it's, you know, after the pandemic, it's, it's, it's massive. Um, massive. And, and we thought, and the, and the second thing was there's no, there's no solution like that. And we thought, well, let's, let's build it. Let's, let's see if we can do it. And both, you know, David and I obviously have technical backgrounds and, and love building things. And so we started on that path and eventually led to the formation of the company and, and our first First iteration of the product, which was um, esports training, just oh. like like I said, comparing okay. players basically, okay. and help, right. help trying to help people get better. So, okay, now and then, how did you did you uh, bootstrap it with your own cash? You and him were like, ah, we'll just put in our own money. And did you <clears> have to <throat> did you have to hire a bunch of software engineers to help you, or you guys did that yourself? Yeah, uh, yeah, Go, yeah. We, uh, we 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 obviously put in some money up ourselves um, okay. into into into. And then we found a, a computer vision uh, software engineer uh, who's still who's still with us right now, um, okay. and to build our initial uh, prototype just to see if we could get it working. And were it you did. Like, were you were you like, hey, come do this, and we'll like give you some equity because we, we can't really pay you right now. Yeah, you... <laughs> yeah, we, we gave him some equity. It was, and we didn't give him a lot of salary. I mean, obviously, you know, as, as you know, startups are yeah. you know, cash is is is, yeah. is gold. Uh, so yeah, gave, gave him a little equity, and then we we bought him on full time. We just loved loved cool. the guy, Jake Shoma, my my lead uh, computer vision data scientist. Um, right. and uh, yeah, so that, then you know we just kept building and building until we were at, at a point. Um, back at the you know middle end of 2019, when we first released the product, and okay. uh, it, it was it, it works. I mean, it, it, a lot of people were interested in getting better at video games, uh, but we couldn't actually convert them to uh, full users, right? They they had we, we didn't figure one component, which is human behavior. So the way that the technology worked was you had to upload a, a video, a large couple of gigabyte video into our servers we'd analyze it and then we would spit out the report for you for you to improve but that's not how people work i mean uh it's it's just against all you know nature for for video gamers and so um we sat back and at the beginning of 2020 uh the pandemic hit and we saw we just sat down and thought well, where's the money in esports where's the money in, in video games and streaming and uh we we took a deep dive talking to everyone who would actually pick up you know the phone with us and, and talk to us about the industry okay. and it turned out the money was in three verticals it was in sponsorship uh, content creation and and marketing um and so with our technology we realized that actually we could provide a real benefit to streamers we could actually watch them play the game and okay. whenever, whenever something amazing happened, we could trigger overlays, replays, lower thirds, transitions, uh, AV effects. And kind so just, just like Monday Night Football would like replay a, a, an awesome thing that a touchdown exactly. that just happened, boom, automatic replay. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, if you look at a stream right, right now, you know, on Twitch or Facebook gaming, 99% of it is public access TV, right? It's a webcam like we're doing right now and a video game behind it. And these influencers, these gamers, streamers, they expect to play the game well and also talk to chat. You know, there's the stream of chat with their audience talking to them. And that's all, you know, that's as much, you know, 
effort, uh, you know, energy that they can put in. They 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 also expect to run a full production team uh, with overlays, and that that's doesn't yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. That's why yeah. you don't see it because right. it's one 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 man crew. And so with automation, with AI, we can actually drive that whole process. You know, make everything incredibly beautiful, seamless, um, engaging, so that people stay on their channel. You can separate yourself. You know, there are some you know. 20 million streamers just within north america itself with and an audience about their, and if they stay on their channel then the advertisers get more eyeballs and then that's how they make money because they stay on their channel i see and and streamers streamers as uh, full-time streamers and influencers they, they stream full-time and so the way they get paid is through adverts and also subscriptions and donations oh. and those subscriptions and donations only come from viewerships right they watch you i like i like watching your 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 podcast steve i'm gonna donate 20 dollars just because I want to support your channel, mm-hmm. and there's there's so much revenue uh, going into 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 streaming nowadays. So. so if I'm a if I'm a professional gamer, I stream all the time. I got some uh, sponsors that are paying me for advertising. Now I can also use Uncanny right uh, to make it even cooler, which which makes which gets even more eyeballs and gets even more revenue for me from marketers. I see. Yep, that's it. Gotcha. You got it. Is it you how got do it. I pay? For, how do I pay for your service if I'm a if I'm a professional gamer and I want you your your service to make my stuff look cooler? Is that a, is that a monthly deal? Is it per eyeball? Yeah. How does that work? Uh, so right now we're in private beta. So uh, we have you know about close to seven thousand users right now. It's all cool. free right. until we go for release. And when that happens, there's going to be two ways that we're going to monetize. One is a standard SaaS uh, model. Uh, which is, you know, we have a freemium version with with so many creatives, overlays, uh, and hours that you can use, mm-hmm. and then we have uh, one you know, tier one, tier two on, on top of that, mm-hmm. um, and that's for the streamer. You know, that's great. Like I, I'm going to pay for service because I know it elevates and enhances my stream, and that's fine. Um, that's a fairly standard business model, revenue generating model. But the the really cool thing is that. Yeah, you know, for every twenty, there's twenty million streamers, roughly twenty million streamers in in North America alone. But for every streamer, you have ten to twenty viewers, right, on average. And okay. so you really want to try and monetize them as well, because there's a lot more of them than our streamers. So what we can do, and this has been proven out in the gaming and streaming sector, where, like I said, I'm gonna, I'm watching you uh, stream or podcast, and I like what you do. I'm gonna donate uh, twenty dollars to to your stream every month. Subscribe. 10 20 dollars whatever it is mm-hmm. but i can also donate uncanny to you right so for let let's say the t- premium package is 30 dollars i only need you know five or six of them to actually donate you know four or five bucks and then i suddenly i have a whole new viewing experience i can wow. donate to the community as a whole you know there's 50 people and and steve doesn't have uncanny I'm just going to donate part of Uncanny to you. And after a while, it's kind of like almost crowdsourced in that way. And as a viewer, I get the pleasure of elevating my community. I elevate the streamer or the influencer, and everyone wins. So, and wow. obviously. Is this, is this proprietary, like super secret, uh, you know, the software? Are you protected? Is there, is there competition? Talk to me about all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, there's really no one in our quite doing what we're doing there are what we call feature competitors so if you take all the features and and separate them out then there are companies doing each of those uh but in terms of live streaming ai computer vision 
uh, that triggers overlays and broadcasting technology. There isn't quite anything quite like it. There's something called um, Elgato Stream Deck, which is, if you imagine, uh, just basically a keyboard. Um, it's a sells for between $100 and $200. And it's basically a keypad that you plug into your PC and you program each button to do something. You take a button, you say, I'm going to transition overlay. And during a live stream, I'm going to have the cognizance to push a button at the right time, uh, program properly uh, to do what, and it's been hugely successful. Uh, that's We're hopefully going to replace that because it's all automated uh, on the cloud. Um, and so there's things like that and overlays. People sell overlay packages, but it's pretty superficial right now. Um, so is it a little bit speed to market then? It sounds, it sounds like if, if, if Google wanted to get a bunch of developers on it, they could probably do something like you're doing, but so, so, so is this like a speed to market? Then eventually somebody picks you up and you sell it or are you just having fun building yeah. it right now? Or, or is there like a super secret whiteboard plan somewhere where you're, you yeah, <laughs> we have a lot of you know, great plans as, as all startups do, right? A lot of blue sky stuff. Um, you know, it, it's, <laughs> um, and we hopefully we'll get to them at some point. Um, look, the, 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 the thing is, obviously, we're first to market and speed to market, right? Um, and yeah. getting good traction there and good branding and doing everything right. Talking to our users, seeing what they want to want us to build next. Um, and we have a thriving Discord. Discord is kind of like a Slack. I don't know if you've heard of Discord, okay. but okay. Um, I think Microsoft at one point last month, I think they were thinking about buying Discord for like $10 billion with a B. Yeah. Um, so yeah, huge community base. Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's funny. Game developers are very much focused on developing the games. You know, you have AAA games that uh, sell like Call of Duty, for instance, by Activision. They, that's the whole enterprise. Um, when you talk about Twitch and Facebook gaming and YouTube gaming, the platforms that stream uh, to the audience, basically, um, there there's, you know, billions and billions of dollars there. And their only so sole focus is revenue generation through sponsorship and attracting more viewers, right? Um, and so from that perspective, and, and for us, we're a computer vision AI company. So there's bespoke, you know, technology on the, on the back end. Uh, that you need to build in order for for this to work, and so you know the com game companies aren't focused on you know um, that market, and also they don't ha normally have computer vision AI experts. I mean, they they have AI experts for for like generating uh, facial uh, features for video right. games, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Computer graphics, CG, basically, mm. but not in the way that we use computer vision, like self-driving cars. Um, okay. And so, yeah, on the, on the platform side, they're just not. Uh, that's not in their in their sandpit. So, uh, sounds like uh, it sounds like you're you're having fun building it, and sure, you'll sell it, I guess, someday. You know, if somebody writes a big yeah. check, yeah. I mean, you know, as a start, as as a startup entrepreneur, I guess we're all kind of for sale all the time, aren't we? I guess if the check's big enough, but ultimately. <laughs> <laughs> there is some exit where there's exit or IPA. It's uh, so funny when I asked you if there was a whiteboarded plan, I can tell by your reaction that you get that question a lot. And I, I do too for, for rider flex, you know, anytime I'm meeting with an advisor or one of the equity holders, you know, they're always like, okay, what's the, show me the updated five year blue sky financial model whiteboard. I'm just like, I'm like, look, man, I'm like, look, we're just placing candidates and just working hard. I don't have an yeah. five year model to, monopoly fantasy model to show you today 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about financial models too, right? Like, you know, we're going through a fundraising process right now, and financial models are one of the key key points, yeah, right? You gotta have it for and that. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have it. You gotta have it. And and yep. the idea is not to have everything sealed up 100% correct. In fact, it's it's you know a recent uh, VC told me that you know financial models are roughly like one or two percent accurate. You know, in the long term. <laughs> right. Probably. So, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not supposed to be accurate, right? The idea is to, to lay out how you're thinking how you're thinking about the whole business, right? Mm -hmm. And and your key KPIs, your key decision points, right? Uh throughout the whole process. And so, so, you're, so uh, you're raising cash. You're you're in a cash raise right now. Is this like are you calling it seed? Are you calling it A? What what are you calling it? Yeah, we raised our pre-seed over the last uh two or three years. Um now we're, we're now seed seed round right now. Oh okay, um, okay, okay. So, yeah, we we kind of we've converted uh, a number of angels. Uh, they've been strong uh -huh. backers, and now we're moving to the VC stage uh, and running our process there. So how do you how do you like the, you know, uh, the cash raise experience and asking rich people <laughs> to write write a check? How, how do you how do you like it? Do you, do, you, do you, is that are you getting better at it? Do you like it? Do you prefer not to do it? What are your thoughts on it? Well, I, I think um, you know it's it's always a necessary thing, right? Like yeah. ultimately, you know, in a perfect world, this perfect scenario, you never have to fundraise, right? <laughs> You're always a revenue generator, you know, profitable. You just don't have to start any part of your company to mm -hmm. to get it going. Ultimately, you know, that's really not how things work um, for most yeah. people. Um, uh, we've had, you know, we've had some great advisors that have helped us on that, on that, to learn how that whole process works. And, you know, to be honest with you, we've been, like, like I said, we've been doing this for three years uh, and continue to fundraise and we still learn new things, right? We still have new questions that VCs ask. It's like, oh, I actually never thought about, you know, that, that question coming out. Mm -hmm. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, it, yeah, it's, it's all about process and sticking to the process and believe, you know, just ultimately believing it. And when I jump into VCs calls and angel calls, it, it, it feels monotonous and difficult sometimes, but at the same time, like as soon as we get into the stride, it's incredibly like uh, the, the passion with, with, you know, David and I overflows. Right. And that point yep. it's, it's relatively easy after that. So, yeah, yeah, uh, it's yeah. having faith that the whole process will work out for you. So. Well, they are investing in you. I mean, really, at the end of the day, they're investing in you. You know, totally. uh, you're at you're at that raise cash, burn cash phase, right? So, you know, people are giving right. cash, and you're not, you know, you, you don't have any revenue, so there's no price. So you just burn it. I mean, just every day you wake up, you're burning cash. Yeah, right? so, totally, totally. Uh, that that is a little bit of a stressful period, right, to live in because you're like, okay, this is all cool right now. These these conversations are great, we're raising some cash, but eventually, all these people who wrote checks, they're gonna they're they're gonna they're gonna want to see the return on this stuff, and the pressure will start sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and you know that I think that that pressure helps. Right? It depends on how you want to deal with it, right? Like it you can take it and say, like, I'm responsible for my my stakeholders. Work hard, right, and and do the best that you possibly can, and make good decisions. So I, you know, I had a, I had another founder on the podcast recently. He said that exact same thing. He said, you know, when you take hmm. money from people. Uh, if you thought you worked hard before, now you're running even faster because because yeah. you got other people's money in the bank. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. When you put your own money in, like we did, uh, then you you know the risk. You burn it, and it's up to you, right? But when you're burning someone else's cash, it's definitely a different situation. So, do you see uh, revenue? You kind of touched on it a minute ago, but when when do you see revenue starting, or do you have it kind of? Yeah. Is it next year? What do you, what are you thinking? <clears throat> no, it'll be this year, um, and it'll be in the next couple of months. Um, oh, next the, couple of months. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So well, the eighteen-month uh, goal, you know, to to spend the the seed uh, money will be basically just revenue generation, right? And and getting that 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 squared away for Series A in eighteen 
18 months time. Okay. Um, we've actually had people say, can I pay you for your premium service? And it's like, yes. cool. Well, we're getting yes. a lot of signals. A lot of people do that. And we also have the, um, the whole buy, the whole SaaS model on our website, uh, on our product, so that people can buy. But it's not linked to anything, right? Everything mm. on the back end is linked. But we just haven't turned it on. But we can see how many people click on the buy button. And so it's thousands and thousands, which is great. Like, it's, it's good great. validation. That at least, I mean, it's not quite the same thing as actually putting in your credit card. And, but, you know, we'll, we'll never be ready until we actually turn that on but it's it's there's great signs there so the day you the day you that. turn that on and the first the first credit card charges hit your bank that's going to be you guys gonna be having beers that night uh, for sure and i'll put a one dollar note right there <laughs> 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 not what they do that's, uh, cool. that's so great yeah uh, you're in you're, yeah you're, it sounds like you're having a blast building it you're um your co-founder or your right co-founder your partner is the co-founder now is is he the ceo and you're the cto or how'd you guys divide that up yeah, that's right. You know, he's the CEO, uh, I'm the CTO, we're equal partners, co-founders. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, he and I, uh, I think at the very beginning, said, look, we're going to be equal co-founders and we're going to be co-founders first before C-suites, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. that's incredibly powerful. And I think that's that's sort of really well over the three yes. years. You know, I have to understand everything from marketing to employment to, you know, influencers to every financial model, raising all that stuff. And he has to understand the technology. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and all that stuff. And we, we share, we, we share roles in that way. And that's, are that's you, been great. Are you two still in control? I don't know how much you want to share. Are you two still in control of the cap table or have you, are you, are you in control? No, we, 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 we gave away, um, a, a, you know, a, a, we were, we we've been trained probably as I would say, and we still control the company. We only uh, have, Raise our seed route, pre-seed, sorry. Great, um, and great. so, yeah, we, to- we totally control that. But nobody's at the same out, time- Nobody's, like, out, nobody's yeah. out voting you so far. That's good. Good man. No, no, no. And, you know, to be honest with you, you know, ultimately, we're not too fixated on that, right? We know okay. at, at each stage, we have to give away a certain yeah. amount, 15, 20, 25%, right? Mm-hmm. And so we know what that boundary is. And also at the same time, we, we need to focus on our consumers and our product uh, mm-hmm. and our roadmap as opposed to worrying about who's going to be on our board. And, mm-hmm. you know, to be, honest, to be at the same time, like we love people. We are we're very pretty selective about the people we work with, good. which also negates that, right? That we, we're good. I think we're a good you know, judge of character in that sense. And so we shouldn't worry too much about who's going to be on our board because I know that we'll find a good partner eventually. Okay. So. okay. All right. Very yeah. good. All right. Awesome. So if the, if people want to look this up or, or <laughs> they go to uncanny.gg, right? Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Uncanny.gg. Okay. www.uncanny.gg. GG is, uh, is, is a um, internet um, yeah, dot that um, is for gaming companies. And it derives from uh, back in the day when you're playing video games, but you didn't have you know, uh, live chat or live video. People would just at the end of the game, Type in GG as in good game. Um, that's in that. Oh, I didn't know that's where that came from. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so uh, now it's just our pseudonym for all gaming companies, just GG. Or even if I just say at the end of the game GG, and we just leave. And, and right. The, and the parent and the parent company is Pavon Interactive. That's right, Pavon Interactive. Yeah. Okay, and that's an L. Is what is that an LLC so far? Is that how you set it up? Yeah, Delaware C. Called yep, corporation. Yep, yeah. Yep. Okay. Why yep. why that company name? Just curious, by the way. Uh, actually, so uh, my um, uh, my co-founder, his grand grandfather was a uh, his last name was Pravan, uh, um, and so we just named after him. Uh, and then he got to choose the company name, and I got to choose the product name, which became Uncanny. 
So have you ever thought, have you ever thought if you didn't buy that particular house next to next door to him in, in Boulder, like, <laughs> none, none of this wouldn't, none of this may have happened, right? Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. And, and uh, you know, uh, you sent me some sample questions and one of them was, you know, what would you tell your 21 year old self? Uh -huh. And if I went back and told my 21 year old self that I'd be starting a company raising you know millions of dollars, building this thing that's used worldwide, I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm going to stick to astronomy. Uh, no, it's true. Like, it, it's, it's amazing how that works, right? And uh, I think, I th you know, that's just part of life, right? You it just is, don't know. And, and obviously, with going back to, you know, personal life and everything, you just, so a lot of times you don't control that, right? I mean, um, I obviously didn't choose to lose my wife and uh, that has a big impact. And like, like you said, moving next door to my co-founder, never knew that I would create a company with them so it's been you fun no you know you turn, you, you turn left you turn right you go through one door i mean it's just amazing how life works that way right i mean just it one, is one yeah. little turn left or right <laughs> one one little conversation i mean i often go back i met, met my wife two-stepping uh, on a dance floor outside of austin and uh i nice. always say to myself i always say you know if i had if i had not gone to the dance hall that particular night mm -hmm. like, not, that wouldn't have happened Right. I mean, it's just yeah. little, little turns left and right. It's interesting how life does that. Um, well, congratulations. Uh, what's your co-founder's name again? What's his name? David Sturgeon. David Sturgeon. Yep. Uh, congratulations yep. to you and David and everybody else that's, that's involved you. in the team. Let me ask you a couple of wrap up questions here. If sure. uh, ba Based on what you've learned so far. I know we could do an hour podcast on this, but do you want to give it? <laughs> do you want to give two or three tips to aspiring entrepreneurs that have an idea but haven't started yet? <clears throat> yeah um uh obviously have a real passion for it um whatever you're trying to do um that's going to drive you way more than lack of experience or knowledge in any of that right just just love what you do and, and you'll de delve, you learn and, and delve deeper um obviously the other thing is don't plan too much i mean plan have a business plan think about you know as much as you can initially as as much as you can do but at some point you have to execute right you have right. to actually go there and also just fail right like you go out there and you fail and it's just miserable right and they, all entrepreneurs should have failed already right like and all and will continue to fail until they fully fully succeed and so you know that's all part of the journey um i, I know a lot of people who've done both sides right don't do enough research and just start, delve right in or do so much research that never actually get off the ground because they're just so stuck in that you know, mindset of, I don't want to actually do it until I know totally what I'm doing. And you have to find that medium uh, and then just do it and just have that drive and passion to do it. Right. And again, Dude. fail, learn, learn to fail gracefully. So you do just have to go, right? I mean, you can plan forever. You can sit around and create these fantasy monopoly whiteboard plans for mm -hmm. six months, but eventually you have to start walking forward. And, and, yeah. and when you do, you're going to fall down and trip and all the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we're always learning, right? We're always learning through failure or looking at data that we didn't think would show what we expected, even now, even throughout the entire course of the company. And I, I imagine the future as well. And so you have to learn from that and kind of adapt and, and figure out the solution. So let me ask you just a couple more questions here. You know, your core purpose in life now, if you had to define it, um, I'm, I'm guessing, obviously, you know, you have a son that you mentioned. And so that's obviously a core purpose, but, but, but beyond taking care of him, if you stretched it beyond him, um, how would you define your core purpose now based on everything that's happened to you with the company and with your wife? How would you define it? Um, 
I think I think if you take both the family and, and the business together and your career in general, I think um, you, you gotta you gotta take everything together, right? Like live live a, a good life. And and by that I mean enjoy everything that you do, give it everything that you've got. And that includes the business, but that also includes your personal life and your relationships and everything, right? And live each day you know, like it's your last, right? And, and you know, the, the company and it, that will all continue without me, right? Uh, but mm-hmm. but you, you, you only have one life to live. I, I saw, I heard a great quote the other day, which said that you have two lives to leave, live. One, this, and, and one of them is when you realize you only have one life to live. And that's when you start your second life. And I found wow. that incredibly powerful, wow. especially when yeah. I've been through and and I think, you know, as as entrepreneurs, you can lose sight of that, right? Like, why mm-hmm. are you doing something, right? And and mm-hmm. you get so deep into the analytics, or why is my churn rate so high, or why does the investor not invest, and all this stuff, and and you know, entrepreneurship, like like we like we said, is super hard. And so if you don't have that perspective, you don't you know enjoy your weekends, uh, sure. and your and, and your hobbies and all your passions, then I think you're missing out on big a big part of life as well. So. I couldn't agree more. I uh, couldn't agree more. When I was younger, my 20s and 30s, I just worked just all the time. I mean, just that's, you know, just constantly. So did I. Now, <laughs> so did I. You know, <laughs> we uh, still my, do. My mid 40s and now in my mid 50s, I have learned how to balance a little bit more, you know, because it's important because it's a short window. I mean, as you already know, based on your personal experience with your wife, mm-hmm. the, the window it is a window that shuts eventually and you just never know like how short it is. And, you know, as I get older, I'm just like, damn, I, you know, I don't really have that much time, much active time left. And so you're right. Yeah. You got to balance. You got to live. And, live and you need and- sleep. You need, you need proper sleep as well. Figure out what your optimal sleep time is and just, you have to get it. You know, isn't it yeah. weird how some entrepreneurs are like, yeah, I get I, I, I only get four hours of sleep at night and I get up at four and I work till nine and I'm like, okay, Good for you. Yeah, good for you. Do you feel like cool when you say that? Does that make you feel? I'm not sure that's good for your health, and probably not good for your long-term outlook on life either. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, totally right. People get different. Like eight, seven, eight hours is the is the the sweet spot, right? It's the Gaussian Mm -hmm. curve, and then Mm -hmm. people like Elon Musk and they get like four hours or whatever the tail end of that spectrum. Great, great for them, but most people can't live like that, right? And uh, you'll just burn out. Work smart, not not hard, right? Let's uh, let's end it with a with a space uh, kind of a, a, a conversation because that's kind of where we started. Yeah, you know, really. you know, one of the things I do uh, is if I get super stressed or something's going on with my life, um, I will, especially if I'm in the mountains camping or whatever, I will really just study the sky, the stars, and, and think to and just kind of remind myself like, okay, let me just calm down because I am just a little tiny little thing on this blue ball floating around in this gigantic black space (laughs) that nobody even knows how big it is it's like and i'm like stressed about i don't know whatever like something something small you know (laughs) i just kind of remind myself like in the big scheme of things like yeah it really doesn't matter does it no Uh, do uh, do you think do you think that way sometimes yeah i i do 
I do. Um, it, it, again, it's really it's it's really hard sometimes, right? We all have our issues and we all have some our personal problems, and get so engrossed in it. And mm-hmm. you know, even with the company, like I, I really. I really want to do well. I really need this funding and I really need more, more customers, uh, whatever it is. And, but, but that's why it's so important to get that balance, right? You go, go camping, go into look at the night sky and look, look through a telescope, look, go, go, go camp. Right. Um, and, uh, I, I think it's, and when you come down off the mountain, I feel like, and you probably can, can, can relate. It's then you refresh and like, oh, totally. I've not totally. thought about it. Right. Yeah, it's it's incredible, right? So absolutely, yeah. And whatever your hobby is, whatever your thing is, you know, and everybody, everybody's got their thing, right? They like they like to do whatever it is, do it. Yeah. yeah, do it, do it. Have fun with it because you'll always feel refreshed when you come back and and, and yeah, start, start getting after it again. Uh, absolutely. Well, well, Con, congratulations on everything. Uh, really, uh, wish you guys the best. I'm I'm personally not a gamer, but I definitely get the whole concept of making the experience cooler uh in the moment by the way can you take that technology and like make the podcasts like i do and like every of course everybody's got a podcast now. can you can you take that same technology and and like make my podcast cooler too <laughs> yeah so there's, there's a couple of companies out there we actually spoke to one of them that actually uses facial recognition so mm-hmm. we're talking right now and i can see your face but yeah. a lot of times I'm not looking at your face or there's multiple people on the Zoom call and I say something and I tell a joke, for instance, to a, tw- a room Zoom, Zoom call of 12 people and I can't see every face, right? It's, right. You know, it's everywhere. And so what the technology for one of the, one of the companies, they actually look at your face and see if you smile or if you laugh or, and it's, it's a fraction of a second. It's like, oh, I smirk or I, I look away or whatever it is. They can read that. And that's a similar technology, right? It's it's using computer vision, um, obviously facial recognition. In this case, doing some sentiment analysis and figuring mm. out: did you laugh? Did you what? And then did I? Did, did I? How how physical am I? You know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, there are a couple of companies out there that's trying to do that for Zoom meetings and 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 oh, okay. uh, non gaming applications. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wish you I wish you the best, my friend. I'm going to ask my son. My youngest boy is a gamer, so I'll definitely talk to him and, and tell him, tell Great. him about your, your company. Put him in, t- so, uh, in touch. To yeah, to I him. definitely will. Thanks for being on the RiderFlex podcast, my friend. Great job. Appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. If you think today's tip or guest interview can help someone you know, please share this with them. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our channel and hit the like button. The RiderFlex podcast features entrepreneurs, business executives, and the stories behind how they got there, as well as daily tips on career advice and job interviewing. You can visit RiderFlex.com to learn more about us and get information and pricing on the recruiting and consulting services we provide. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.